Dice Man! Dice Man, it's your old pal, Gilly! Oh, Gilbert, how you doing, fella? I, I heard you're doing a movie. Yeah, I'm that kind of a big star right now. My star's never gonna fade. I'm getting into movies. It's gonna be 20 minutes of fame for you. At least, if not a full half hour. So that brings me to my question. Oh, fire away, my good friend. How am I not in your movie? Well... There's a lot of fantastical celebrities I got in this movie, because like I said, I'm a big star right now. I'll do anything! I'll suck your dick! I don't think it'll come to that, my good man. We're just gonna have to maybe move some things around. I got that Freddy Krueger guy in this movie here, and Wayne freaking Newton as well, baby! Hold on! I, I can help you! How's that? I, I've been to Las Vegas to see Wayne Newton. I, oh. I can probably talk to him. You probably could, but we also got uh, Lauren Holly and Tone Loke, and guess what? Even Elvis's daughter's in this thing. You, you fucked him? Elvis Presley? I fucked him. Oh. Well, let me ask you this, Gilbert. I think we might have something we could do for you. Mm -hmm. How would you feel about playing some uh, sex-deranged, loudmouth asshole who gets electrocuted? Hold on! This is the performance of my career! So you're saying I'm playing Gilbert Godfrey? Essentially, we'll give you a made-up name so it's all fictional and whatnot, but you'd essentially, yeah, be playing you. I'm not too picky. I was on Saturday Night Live as a dead guy. Some of your best work, my friend. Thank you. Well, so, I got the part. Y it's all yours if you want it. It's the role I was born to play, baby! You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me Why were they thinking now? Oh my god! <laughs> nope. What the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you just say, hey, it's Brendan? Uh, my throat is garbage right now. Now, now you know how I feel when I do Takahashi-san. Takahashi. Right. This is a podcast. It is. It's called What Were They Thinking? It is. He's Nathan. And he's Brandon. He's Brendan, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And... Today, this week, oh my god, my voice is done. This week we are uh, we are talking about Nathan's pick for this episode. A summer flop is... buster, if there ever was one. <laughs> oh boy, emphasis on flop. Um, <laughs> the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, starring Andrew Dice Clay. But Nathan. Yes. We can't do this one alone. Of course not, it's too big of a movie. So we brought along a guest, our friend and yours... From the home video hustle, it is Brent. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, hey, <laughs> oh, freaking Brent is in the studio. Hey, hey, <laughs> what's popping, y'all? Uh, Brent, before we get started on this movie, because there is going to be a lot to talk about, um, you have a podcast, The Home Video Hustle. Yes, sir. And where can people uh, find you? You can find us on Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I, cast. Uh, Facebook.com slash HVH podcast. Instagram, we're a home video hustle podcast. On YouTube, type in home video hustle. I assure you we'll be there with new videos every Wednesday. And you can check out agerradio.org slash home video hustle because that's the podcast network we fucking with right now. And, and you guys talk about, I mean, you guys certainly talk about bad movies, but also ones that you genuinely enjoy. Oh, see, see, that's the thing. See, they might be bad to most people, but a lot of times we like them. Oh no! I've I've, I've, heard, I've heard some twos and threes. I don't think you like all of them. Oh, well, I mean, when it comes to Star Wars, I know PJ has a deep hatred for a lot of shit. When it comes to Disney movies, I have a deep hatred for a lot of shit. <laughs> and then when it comes to Lindsay Lohan movies, you both love them. It's the best. <laughs> what about what about classic Disney from like you know the forties? The racist shit. <laughs> oh, by the so- way, I know who killed me. Coming soon. <laughs> Are y'all gonna do that too for real? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I Good luck. That. Good lord. You, you know it's funny though. It's, I swear it's hilarious. Me and PJ laughed the whole fucking time. The only thing about that episode is that the spirit legit likes that movie, so she was trying to defend it, oh. and it was fun just trying to shut her down. Like, no, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. You knock it off. No. <laughs> bad. That's a bad spirit. Bad. The, hit the water bottle and just hit her with the water every now and then. <laughs> Sprayer, get that off the table! <laughs> Stop scratching up the carpet, bad. <laughs> well, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, guys. Andrew Dice Clay, nineteen ninety. Uh, his first and o- only starring role in a theatrically released film. Yep. Or we should say, I guess, lead role. Um, now. <laughs> This is I, I dug up some uh, some weird kind of facts about this movie. So, despite the fact that this movie was uh, pretty much reviled uh, by critics when it was released in the U.S., the movie actually had a lot of success in post-communist Hungary, mm-hmm. where copies of a pirated dubbed version were widely circulated. Um, and I guess it's because they had a very well-known eccentric musician and actor who dubbed all of Dice's lines, which actually contains more profanity, more gratuitous profanity than that's in the original version of the movie. We should have watched that one. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I don't know what he said there, but it sounded uh It sounded dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, several lines of dialogue from the film became ingrained in the slang of Hungarian urban youth throughout mm. the 90s. <laughs> uh, and in Norway... And it was released in 1992. It became a phenomenon, apparently. And uh, after a huge demand from Norwegian audiences, the film was finally released on DVD in the early 2000s. Damn. And it's also huge in Spain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I think they, the, there was a famous comedian who did the voiceover there as well. <laughs> Yeah, all of them is like they're they're fa- like dubs by people that were very popular in those countries. I I, I think they were like that that dice man sounds like uh, our guy. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, last but not least, the movie also at the at the Golden Raspberry Awards that year, mm. uh, won for worst actor for Andrew Dice Clay, and also tied for it tied for worst picture 
along with uh, the movie Ghosts Can't Do It. What the hell is that? Never heard of that one. <laughs> which stars Bo Derek and Donald Trump. You fucking lie. I am not lying. So, well, and and just as a last thing, I guess we should mention this movie cost about forty million to make, and it made about ten. Get fucked. <laughs> so, I mean, it, and like nineteen ninety, this was like pretty much. I, I don't know if it's the height, but it's pretty close to when he was the most popular. So that's yeah, that's pretty surprising that this movie actually tanked at the box office. That's what I was wondering about, because around that time is when he was fucking famous, I thought. Well, there was yeah. he actually had, like, a an exchange. Uh, him and Sam Kinison, uh, I don't know, got into it, because both their stick is that they're loud and womanizing, right? Mm-hmm. So, Clay goes on to, I think it was Arsenio, mm. and uh, he, he delivers this, like, from-the-heart monologue. <laughs> About how he works so hard to get where he is, oh. struggling and playing clubs and in day in and day out, fighting the good fight to achieve his dream, and that everybody should just should do that, should fight really hard for anything they've ever dreamed of and ever believed in. And he's kind of starting to cry while he's doing it. Well, like later that week or the next week. Sam Kennison went on, like, I don't know, some other late-night show and basically did the same thing, but the whole time <laughs> mocking Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Well, and and that Andrew Dice Clay thing is, is guys, you got to see it. It's pretty... It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know how genuine it was, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something else. And then he's like, this is the... This is the greatest country in the world, I feel. <laughs> oh... <laughs> was he ever on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, ah, yeah, controversial host of Saturday Night Live because he's one of the band, of the, isn't he? Uh, oh, uh, well, I see. I don't know if he was banned or if he just never came back. Because I know one of the cast members, Nora Dunn, said she wasn't going to do the show. She walked out, and, and Sinead O'Connor canceled. Yeah, yeah, damn. So, and it ended up being Nora Dunn's final season. She never returned after that either. And Sinead O'Connor came back like a couple years later to rip up a picture of the Pope and cause her own controversy. So, <laughs> Ford <Maybe>. Fairlane. <laughs> Let's get into we, it. We we open uh, with uh, the world's shittiest opening credit font. I hated it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I could barely read it. That's because you can like... barely read. <laughs> Unrelated, Nathan. <laughs> you sure? Awful. <laughs> and uh, it was a comic Andrew, sans. Andrew Dice Clay mm. is sitting on a beach wearing a muumuu because it's cow print, so that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> and uh, you know, yes, he he's, he's talking, he's reminiscing. It's one of those movies where we start at the end and go back and tell the story from the beginning. I'll say this though: they started with the narration and they stuck with it. Not like Alone in the Dark, where it just randomly disappeared. Much to my chagrin, this was this had narration. I agree. And. They stuck with it, so good for them. It was artistic and alone with the dark. <laughs> or alone in the dark, whatever the hell. Yeah, alone whatever in the dark called. was a auteur's vision. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, the thing I liked about this movie was that I, I get that they were trying to go for some neo-noir type stuff because they're doing that whole 
narration, like an old detective movie. And even some of the, the dialogue in the movie, it, it tries to be fast-paced and intelligent, and it achieves one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little slow, but it's very smart, right? Yeah, that's it, exactly. There you go. <laughs> oh, did you say who directed this? Oh, Rennie motherfucking Harlan. That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, this is before Die Hard 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Long Die- Kiss Goodnight. I think Die Hard 2 is before this, was it not? Yes, I think it was, they film, started filming it right after this, I read. Oh, uh, okay. And what was, the, what, what was the other thing you said? Long Kiss Goodnight? Yep. He also went on to direct such things as The Covenant. Hey. Cutthroat Island. Hey! Oh, he's making box office bombs left and right. And we we open on a concert. I'm pretty sure that's the guy from Motley Crue, right? It Vince is Neil. Vince Neil. Yep. Okay. But it's uh, not Motley Crue, the band. Well, no, but it's it's him from Motley Crue. But you would think they're in California. It's a yeah. movie about California's sleazebag music industry. You would think Motley Crue, the entirety of Motley Crue, would be like, we want in. Isn't it weird, too, how, like, some of them are musicians playing themselves and some of them are playing characters that are basically the exact same thing as themselves? Yeah. Like, this one for sure, well, I guess, I guess because he, like, dies on stage, but I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a thing now for celebrities to play them heightened versions of themselves and even sometimes get killed off in movies. I guess it wasn't, like, a thing back then, but... See, um, this movie is groundbreaking. No, I'm saying it did the opposite of that because he doesn't play himself. <laughs> but he does the most... Uh, we go to this concert, Bobby Black, played by Vince Neil of Motley Crue, doing the most insane entrance stunt into a concert. He literally... His whole body is on fire yep. when he lands on the stage. He's put out and then he starts performing to the point where when he passes out and dies... I said, yeah, probably. You do this shit like every concert, it's eventually going to get to you. <laughs> you just weren't there, Brendan. You weren't there at the height of hair metal, man. It was unsafe. And you I mean it was don't unbelievable? Ugh. It was so upsetting. <laughs> sure, June. <laughs> um, so after this, after this concert, Bobby Black, played by Vince Neil, uh, collapses and dies. Ford arrives at uh, a nightclub with driving his, a with, Ford Fairlane. Yes, it basically becomes a Ford commercial for a few minutes, <laughs> and uh, he has the most intricate way to take his cigarette out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like what it's like if uh, Dan Aykroyd designed his jacket or something because there's so many <laughs> gadgets. <laughs> Got to have that flashy pageantry. It's like it's like he stole it off the set of Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> Damn, that's a movie I ain't heard of in a long time. Oh my, that fucking movie. <laughs> that is some trash. Yeah, I, hey, I like that movie. It's messed. It's like <laughs> it, 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 it's like um, House of a Thousand Corpses, but on laughing gas. <laughs> it's scarier than House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, well, shit. especially Ackroyd with that dick nose of his. Well, speaking of dick nose, Andrew Dice Clay walks into the club. And he's got uh, he's got girls all over him. He's got Morris Day talking to him with his ladies. They break and, the fourth uh, wall. Yeah, because he, he she said he gives her his number. He gives a girl his number. It says five five five, 
And she's like, that's a movie number. He's like, what you think this is, real life? Oh! <laughs> I also like an- another phone-related one where he says he had his own 1-800 number. And it was yeah. 1-800-unbelievable, but it's the worst ADR edit. Oh, there is a few times that happens. <laughs> I read I read about that, too. There's a reason for that. Oh, do tell. They, I, I forget what the original version was, but it was like, whatever he said the first time was the exact right, right amount of numbers, and they didn't want people actually calling that number, blowing it up, <laughs> so they had a different word that was like a super fake number. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So, um, so yeah, oh, I think it was amazing. Movie. My bad, that's the word I think it was. Like one eight hundred amazing or something. Amazing, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's seven seven letters, seven numbers. There's a uh, a good. There's a funny bit that if you know California, the, where he meets Neil and Bob, tells them they should uh, take Mulholland. They'll love the curves. He, his first case right off the top of the right at the top of the movie is finding a stalker uh, who's following Josie and the Pussycats. Well, no, they're they're the Pussycats. Well, no, but the lead singer's name is Josie. But they're only called the Pussycats. I mean, yes, but it's obviously what they're referencing. Right, but they don't want to get sued. Okay, that's what I was asking. So is this just a way of like referencing? Because that was a comic, right? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just their like little subtle. Uh, reference to the comic of uh, Josie and the Pussycats. It was just so weird. I thought, sure. I thought it because Ford Fairlane was based on a, a like a, a th- had like a source material too. I thought it was like in the same universe or something. Oh, not to my knowledge. Okay, well, it's pretty much it's basically the Pussycats featuring Josie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, and and he's trying to stop this uh, this uh, redheaded creeper here. Who um, has the worst poker face? <laughs> of all Just time. Sam, asshole. <laughs> Sam the sleazebag. Uh, because it's, it's, Ford is trying to get him to like break down and, and find out if it's him, he shows him a picture of the band and he literally opens his like stalker briefcase. <laughs> Starts sniffing hair and shit, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, this is my shrine. I take it on the go. <laughs> We get a brief appearance here in the movie by a character named Melody. Pay attention, folks. She'll come back later. You know, like a pretty girl that you sing. I don't know what she said. Oh, she says some weird, yeah, weird thing like Melody as in, and then she says the sentence and I was like, what? (laughs) How am I supposed to remember that? That's not like a good quip. (laughs) But that's, that's an example of them trying to do like that, you know, detective lingo type talk in a neo-noir, but it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes zero sense. I wish I could remember the line, but I don't. But Morris Day has a great line about her. Oh, but how she shaves? You need to shave before you leave the house in a dress like that. And I don't mean your legs. Oh! (laughs) It was a lot more subtle than I thought the joke was going to get. I was expecting a follow-up like, You mean her snatch! (laughs) Snap ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, Dice Man ends up catching the the sleaze bag uh by shooting like a like a disco ball not a disco ball but like you know a big ball that's hanging from the ceiling it's a yeah it's it, a mirror ball it was yeah. a disco ball yeah it's kind of a disco ball it so many assholes so few bullets i thought at first when he said that he was just gonna shoot him in the back me too that's <laughs> why i was kind of upset about that i'm like i'll just shoot him well well <laughs> but, he's a but, private but, detective not a lapd officer 
Man, yeah. LAP, LA, man, nobody care. <laughs> I think it would have been a weird way to establish him as the, like, I know he's like an anti-hero, not an anti-hero, I know he's like not supposed to be like a super good role model or anything, but it would have been weird if the opening scene is him shooting someone from behind. <laughs> I'd have laughed. Well, Brent, <laughs> it's not just here for you, okay? <laughs> and then uh, uh, so I, I want to make a joke, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> But uh, anyway, he hooks up with those two with two of the girls from the club. <laughs> has the most obnoxious alarm clock of all time. What? Purple Haze? Well, I didn't say by the Jimmy song Anders? was I didn't say the song was bad. I just mean it's like insanely loud. Do my dishes. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. Yeah, well, we're going to get yeah, we're going to get this right out of the way. His treatment of women is not what you would call 2018 acceptable. <laughs> Uh, or acceptable in general. What are you talking about? The 90s were kind of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't see. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, okay, friend. <laughs> uh, can we get the spirit on the line? <laughs> nah, see, I mean, that's why I made sure she had to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should take a shift today. Did <laughs> yeah. she watch this with you? Nah, she didn't. Aww. I would love just like a quick like, yeah. This is this just a quick opinion from her. Oh, believe me, if she watched it, she would have some shit to talk about. I already know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he kicks the ladies, he kicks the girls out of the house. Uh, gets a call from his assistant, Jazz, played by Lauren Holly, with some crazy ass hair. Loved her hair. Yeah. Um, and uh, and basically she's uh, and then he meets up with this kid that just like kind of hangs out around his house from it's time to time. Brandon Call, who who from uh, the Step by Step. What? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, what is that? I don't know. What the hell that is. Oh, it was a sitcom <laughs> in the in the mid nineties. But I, I, for the longest time when I was writing my notes, I kept like, "What's his name? What's his name?" And then I looked in the credits; he's literally credited as the kid. Yep, they don't give him, like, a, the name name. No name. See it, them just... girls? Girl Scouts, I took two boxes. Oh! Yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, this is the... This, so anytime the kid shows up, I feel like this is their way of softening uh, Dice's character a bit. By showing, like, oh, see, he cares about this kid. He stopped him from smoking. <laughs> Get that out of him. <laughs> yeah. He told him not to swear while swearing at him. <laughs> Uh, you know that's a real thing. My parents did that for years when I was a kid. <laughs> you what the you fu you fucking yeah, I hear you say fuck one more time. I'm gonna bounce you right the fuck out of here. And, all right, now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he but he likes that kid, so he's nice. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Man, see the the shit kid helps, Brendan. Uh, he is a shit kid. I really don't like. I don't care for this kid at all. I don't either. What? I hope he got shot. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> he gets beat up later, so hey, now you guys I laughed. like that. One of I our, did. One of our, one of our hashtags sociopaths. we first brought up, friend. Hashtag child beating. <laughs> oh my god. That's almost <laughs> worse than child murder. Is it? That's worse? I think it's worse. I don't know, more, man. It's because you can do it more than one time. To the that's same true. Kid. You can have fun multiple times doing that one. That's true. Oh my god. <laughs> so hey, Tone Loke's in this movie. The weirdest cameo of all time. He didn't I even do nothing. I don't understand why he just couldn't be Tone Loke. That's what I was, yeah, I was thinking that same thing. Like, he don't do shit or add to the plot at all. Like, 
Well, no, he uh, helps reform Sam the sleazebag. Don't they, like, jump him at the end of that? They do. Yeah. Which I thought implied that they murdered him in broad daylight. Me too, actually. I feel like that was supposed to mean that, and they just added him into the movie, like, at the late stage or something. They needed something to help the plot, man. Yeah, the plot! There you go. <laughs> so anyway, Tone Loke is, is performing, <laughs> and Ford or Dice Man, whatever, brings Sam into his office, and then there's, there's the Pussycats featuring Josie. Oh, <laughs> the best here when Sam is like, I love you all. And they're like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the scumbag. And he's like, you bitches have no proof. <laughs> also, like, I wish I would have taken a in the first 20 minutes. I wish I had, I had a drinking game every time someone said he's a rock and roll detective. Oh, man. <laughs> because good Lord. Like, I like by the third time I was like, yeah, I get it. I know who he is. <laughs> I feel like the, the part was written by someone with, like, you know, like, ADD or something. Like, oh, he's a rock and roll detective. Oh, by the way, he's a rock and roll detective. <laughs> There's a drinking game for Stephen Easy right there. How I watch this and take a drink every time. There you go. Every time rock and roll detective, or every time Andrew Dice Clay says something chauvinistic. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, you'd be dead. Alcohol poisoning right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> they say they're going to let Sam go, but they got to keep the evidence. That's right. Oh, yeah, they fake castrate him. <laughs> Which, at first, I thought they actually did it. Me too. <laughs> and then they said, next time it's for real. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> then he jumps off the building and wrecks Tone Logue's stereo. And gets the shit beat out of him. Damn you right. You pizza-eating, garlic-smelling motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the last day of the rest of your life. <laughs> I love how he keeps getting paid with stuff and not money. How is that a viable business model? By rich by rich musicians. Yeah. I don't make money, I make gifts. I need money. Dead presidents, Gerald Ford, Michael Jackson. Come on, Jazz. Ugh. Yeah, the spirit would have definitely been mad about that Michael Jackson shit. He didn't say anything bad about Michael Jackson. He just confused Andrew Jackson and Michael Jackson. I know. Anytime somebody make a joke, she she instantly gets pissed off every time. And it's funny because I fuck with her all the time. Wait, wait, hold on a second though. She's a big Michael Jackson fan, right? Oh fuck yeah. But what does she think about his uh, his like you know, his his other stuff? What's what do you mean by other stuff, Brandon? His uh, his, his <laughs> personal his problems, personal issues. She would tell you that he had no personal issues. She doesn't believe that he ever did anything? Nope. They found stuff at his ranch. I'm, I'm, hey, man, look. If you want to do a side hustle one day and talk to her <laughs> all about that shit, if you got three hours to spare, homie. All right. All right. That's all I'm saying. I don't I'll know. Make it, I'm, sure. I will make a note of it. You're going to talk to her. I can't wait to hear that conversation. Hey, from all <laughs> the stuff I've heard on the side hustles, there's three hours I could fill no problem with all the things that she knows. Mm-hmm. Oof. So, Good yeah, stuff. they... There you go, Brendan. I got you. I'm writing it down right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all want to hear Brendan get cussed out? Listen to the home video host. Hey, I, I'm not taking a stance. I'm just saying there's a lot of evidence. Just, okay. tell her, just make sure you tell her that after she's done having a severely combative conversation <laughs> with Brendan, I'd be more than glad to sit down and have a thoughtful, forward-thinking conversation with her. I got you. All right. Fuck you, Nathan. You, Brendan. <laughs> Um, Starting so the fights already. One of the gifts. One of the gifts he gets is a, a koala from NXS. 
the band in excess. <laughs> and for the for the for the longest time, well, I, for a little while anyway, I thought it was just like a, a supposed to be a stuffed koala. <laughs> and then when it started moving, I was like, wait a second. Am I supposed to believe that's a real koala bear? Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, like, how would you get that to someone? <laughs> Just throw it in the box and sit in the mail. He's like, Australia. Australians. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that the place we do the freaking nuclear testing? Hey. <laughs> the, mo- the, the film, the plot is about to begin for real. <laughs> because uh, we get a call from Gilbert, Sir Gilbert Gottfried. Johnny Crunch. Yeah. And uh, he basically says, I have, a ca- I have a case for you. Oh, by the way, it's the weirdest, like, exposition call ever, though. Oh, I love how he's like, is this Suzuki Samurai? Is this the <laughs> car I want to talk to? But it's, it's, but that part's fine. But then he's just like, remember when we went to prom and I fucked your prom date? And remember when we did, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just the laziest way to get that information out there. Still you got, I got no time. Got to get that shit out there. Yeah. It's lazy. Anyway, um, <laughs> he says to meet him at the radio station. He's one of those shock jocks. Was Howard Stern a thing yet at the time? I, th- I feel like he was. Yes. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yep. So I feel like he's basically Howard Stern. Essentially. Some, some sort of uh, version of him. Because he does. He also says on the air, bring your teenage girls here with a jar of petroleum jelly. Yes, <laughs> to speak with Johnny Crunch. Yeah. Did the, the receptionist at the radio station, did she not look like Dilbert Boss? Dilbert's boss, like, but in female form. Her hair. Oh shit! <laughs> I can see it now. Oh, yeah. Dilbert. Yeah, yeah, I thought you said Gilbert, like Godfrey. I was like, what? no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just fa- I just found some information for you, homie. Howard Stern actually auditioned for that role. No. What? It really? says. Says Stern didn't want to play this character as it was too much like himself. Stern insisted the character was written with him in mind and he didn't want to play himself, but he tried out for it anyway. It didn't work out, and uh, Gilbert Gottfried was selected for the part. <laughs> That's great. Thank God! That is great. <laughs> um, I will... Uh, now, I've been pretty hard on this movie so far. I will give it credit for one thing. Um, at least when, at least the earlier... At least at this point, they start to establish that he breaks the fourth wall. From time yes. to time. So that when my biggest thing I hate in movies is when characters talk out loud about things when they're by themselves. That <laughs> makes no sense at all. Um, so they established fourth wall break, so at least it makes a little bit more sense when Ford Fairlane is just like, Yeah, I, was, uh, I need to go down here and then do this and then do that. And I'm like, okay, well he's talking to us. I guess that's fine. <laughs> we also, This is where we get, the, I guess, the, the, you said the beginning of the plot because... Yep. <laughs> plot. Plot. <laughs> We find out what the case is. It's not a vinyl case or a leather case. It's a case yeah. to solve. That's right. And uh, he wants he wants Ford to find Zuzu Petals. Yep. Uh, Zuzu Petal, who is his daughter. I mean, sister. It's my sister and my daughter. What do you care? It's four thousand dollars. Just find her. Yeah. <laughs> Just find her. Four thousand dollars. Uh, Diceman goes back to his car, does this really weird, obnoxious money dance thing. Well, he only gets paid in gifts. Wouldn't you be dancing if you were going to get four grand? It was just weird because he's got a very, like, distinct personality. And then in this <laughs> random scene, he's like, money, 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 money. 
So I'm like that every time I get paid, homie. Yeah, but you're not going around being like, oh. I mean, sometimes. How do you know? Because <laughs> I I go I hang out with Brent every day. You spying on me? Yep. I make sure I, I gotta cover up all my cameras. I just I I make day trips to Ohio all the time. Are we telling my location, goddammit? Oh no! <laughs> Ohio! Now they go. Now they know where to come. They're gonna come to my door while I'm sitting yeah, here. Yeah, I'm sure on the home video hustle, you've never said you're from Ohio. I have never in my life said anything about being from Columbus, Ohio, on this podcast. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What am I doing? You tricked me. That's okay. We've never said we're from New Brunswick, Canada. Shit! What? Since wow. when? Uh, I want to talk about booty time. Booty time. Booty <laughs> time. <laughs> Well, hold on a second, folks, because so okay. Well, we, well, before we get to that, we should say yeah. Go, uh, Gilbert Godfrey gives him like you know, find this girl, but on his way out, uh, Ford hears on the radio Gilbert Godfrey being like murdered and electrocuted, like electrocuted. Yep. So he runs back to the station. Uh, they're like, no, no, he's just faking his death on air. This is the usual for him. Oh <laughs> fucking shit, my Christ! You can't say fucking shit, my Christ. So he goes in there, and of course, Godfrey is getting electro- electrocuted, and he's killed. Um, cops arrive, and he has this conversation with uh, Ed O'Neill, playing <laughs> Lieutenant Amos, or as yep. uh, Ford calls him, Anus. You oh, an asshole! Yeah, basically, like, why do you, uh, why do you hate me so, why, why do you hate me so much? And they have this little conversation here. Listen, listen up here. Okay. Anus, oh. what's the bug up your ass, huh? Why do you hate me so much? Why do I hate you? I give you a fucking hint. Two words. Disco Express. Disco Express. Are you dealing in beads or what? I mean, that group blue dog. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Anus. They had that, uh, that, that single, that real shitty single they wanted me to push during my publicist days. Booty time. Yeah, booty time with that lead singer, the uh, white Van McCoy lookalike with the six-inch platform shoes, you know what I, You know, he looked like, uh... Like me. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked like shit, but you look like you. Booty time, booty time, across the USA. Booty time, booty time, hey, hey, hey. Booty time, booty time, across the USA. It's booty time, booty time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> happens. My balls. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think this is one of the most embarrassing roles for ed o'neill i laughed at it yeah i did i served its purpose that no i did not like that at all (laughs) that's that's my new ringtone man what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) i like that um it's it's he's almost like a respectable al bundy in this movie yeah that's all it reminded me of yeah he's not a complete schlub but he's heading there (laughs) <laughs> definitely been beaten by life and he's pissed was, off about it but he's got a good job this was a prequel to the show married with children there you go there that's what, right. it's in the trivia i just read it <laughs> all he had to do was start talking about football and they've been right there i don't know i just i feel like it's just like it's definitely like you can tell like oh ed o'neill hasn't quite uh hasn't quite found his niche yet <laughs> i gotta ask though i mean for a guy who's clearly left his 
ambitions of music behind because disco is long dead at this point. Why oh, yeah. don't you just break into song in the middle of an active crime scene? That's that's yeah. Look, some sometimes you just feel the beat, you feel the rhythm inside you, and you gotta let it out sometime, man. Fair. Or what's the other one word description, Brent? The plot. <laughs> There you go. much to do with the plot at all. Yep. Well, I mean, it did because Brent just said it did. What I says goes, man. Wow. He's taken <laughs> over. It's my show now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Ford has Jimi Hendrix's guitar. Yes. Uh, which, yeah. It's... Yeah, at first they, they, um, he goes back and forth a lot between, like, he's a detective, he kind of hates the music industry, but he's also, like, a musician, and then he's also, like, he used to be a publicist, and... Wait, you can hate the music industry and still like music. No, I music. feel like he hates, like, musicians, <laughs> though. Yes, but you can still like music. Okay, I'm just saying it, it goes back and forth a lot, that's all. Yeah. You think it too much, man. You gotta. Well, this is Do weird. you? <laughs> yep. This is where the kid tries to hire him as well. Yeah, he wants him to find his dad. With a Flintstone ring clue. <laughs> He's like, you don't understand. My, when when my dad went missing, or left or whatever, my mom gave me this ring and said my dad would be wearing the same ring. You didn't tell me about the amazing clue. <laughs> And he's like, I'll give you $100. Dice says no, and then he wakes up with $100. Like, oh, I guess I took the case. <laughs> I can't believe I took his money. And then we meet Priscilla Presley. And this is the the second clip I wanted to play because uh, <laughs> they have a very interesting conversation here. Okay, so th- what this this clip is is the is the conversation. And it's actually from a making of featurette. So it has a little uh, thing of Priscilla Presley talking about the line that Andrew Dice Clay says here. Um, it's kind of interesting. Okay, here we go. So there, she comes in basically wanting to hire him to, uh, wanting to also hire him to find the same girl that Gilbert Godfrey tried to get him to find earlier in the movie. So here we go. Mr. Fairlane, I'm very rich. The kind of rich that warps minds. Nothing offends me. When I was 11, I walked in on my father, the Shetland pony he gave me for my 10th birthday. Does that excite you? I don't know. I never met your father. <laughs> oh. That wasn't in the script. In the original script. That was Andrew's input. Uh, yeah, he was full of surprises. <laughs> he, he ad-libbed getting aroused to a fucking pony. <laughs> to, so, to her father getting off on a pony. Uh, that, was, that was his ad-lib. <laughs> his dad, her dad was just a big theater fan who was super into Equus. <laughs> I just thought that was so weird. Like, yeah, that was just that was just his little uh, his little quip. <laughs> so basically, yeah, she comes in. She's like, "Listen, I need you to find my what she say. My she calls her my little sister." Uh-huh. Yeah. Cuddles. And he's like, "Ah, this is all bullshit." Here's oh, they 5, write 000. they write about this these sort of cases in the detective guidebook. Something about a ten foot pole. Yeah. So she's like, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you $5,000. He takes it. She doesn't answer any questions. She bails. Yep. Uh, he also says a couple words. I, I don't think I want to repeat them, but he says, uh, one of them, I guess one of them is not so bad, but he, he tries to say transvestite and he says trans testicles. Yes. Cause she's making, yeah, he's being tasteless about, you know, gay and transsexual people. 
I mean, he and the, does, the they, joke doesn't land with her at all. No. <laughs> so we go to he we go to visit um, Morris Day. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his Don something Don West. It's Morris so, yeah, Day. Yeah, Don West. TNA yeah. is Don West. <laughs> oh Man. shit! I know Morris it's Don Day. something. Morris Day as Don West and Andrew Dice Clay as Mike Tanay. I'd watch trying to that. sell T-shirts and shit. <laughs> And baseball cards! Th- baseball cards! <laughs> you want this knockouts poster? It's 50% off right now! <laughs> Folks, you're gonna wanna get it. AJ Styles' phenomenal best of DVD right now! Impactshop.com! We meet Kyle Troy, who I thought when I was younger, I thought it was Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh. For the longest time. He's got that sort of, uh,. Uh, uh, me- metrosexual rocker look. Yes. Yeah. Which Dice Clay is just like, hey, who is this fucking kid, huh? <laughs> um, but we also meet, I, I will give you this. I think we meet in this scene one of the best parts of this movie, and that is oh, Wayne yeah. Newton. Absolutely. Wayne motherfucking Newton. Wayne. So Am I the only one that, like, realized he was the villain, like, immediately? No, I immediately okay. was like, he, oh, he's the bad guy. I wrote it in my notes. I just put villain, right? <laughs> right. Anybody who's lurking in the back <laughs> is immediately the villain. But I also feel like... I I almost feel like the movie <laughs> didn't do like a great job. I think they wanted you to kind of think it was Colleen. Like yeah. the, uh, Priscilla Presley. It's and played I don't for think a surprise. They, yeah, I don't think they did like an amazing job of making it look like he could have been not the villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like you said, he literally emerges from the shadows, and we get a musical number. Oh yeah, do you guys want to hear a little bit of that or no? Not I really. Hear every bit of it. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Brett, you've been <laughs> overturned. Overturned. Oh, overruled. Overruled. Thank you. Here we go. Fuck with me on taglines. <laughs> What's the fuck doing, man? Guys, uh, work with me, huh? Yeah, so he takes yeah. out, basically, he's like, Kyle Troy, get out of here. This is how you do a rock and roll song. Keith Richards is rolling over in his grave, and he's not even freaking dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the actor playing Kyle Troy, because he literally just stands there and has to sort of react to, like, a minute of dice just riffing. <laughs> Was that a real song? Uh, I don't think I don't so. Think so no. Oh, okay. Fun fact, uh, when I watch this with my daughters, because that's the kind of guy I am. Oh! Um... Uh, Emma Brent's reaction was, uh, was the best just then. <laughs> Teach him early. Right. Uh, Emma thought he was Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of does like an Elvis impression, sort of. But um, did you guys notice? So at this point, he's like, he goes to investigate uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's old uh, boat. Like his, little ha- his little party boat. Did you guys notice, though, like a Ferris Bueller riff? No. No. I thought I heard the, like, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, they did the soundtrack. Yeah, Yellow did the soundtrack. Okay, so that is so that definitely was there then. Yep. Okay. 
Uh, he says, uh, you know, my, one of my one of my favorite lines actually almost made me visibly, uh, like, audibly gag, though. I think I mentioned this to Brent. Oh, yeah, I've been wanting to see what you were talking about. <laughs> it's when he says, like, Johnny would always try to outdo me. I'd cough oh. up some phlegm and he'd take out a straw. Blech. Yeah. Hold on a second. Blech. When we were kids, we'd have these gross-out contests. I'd hawk <laughs> up a big pile of phlegm, and Johnny would say, nice try, and then pull out a straw. I'm sorry, Nathan. I haven't seen it 500 times. <laughs> it's got to be correct, man. It's got to be. The, uh, the joke lands better that way. I do feel, though, that as he's looking through the boat, I feel like all this voiceover was, like, this voiceover stuff was added in very late because there's a lot of, like, just, like, jokes and quips, and I feel like the producers are just like, you know, we need to, we need to punch this up a little bit because otherwise it's just him, like, you know, looking slowly through looking through. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Love few gags. So he does step on a. He does step on a dildo. Yeah, that squeaks. <laughs> it's squeak. It's a squeak toy dildo. You got any of them for your sense. pets, Brent? Wouldn't that kill the mood? <laughs> Answer the question, Brendan. Do well, you I, have a? Squeak he, did, toy? he did try to play that off, didn't he? I didn't he hear did. what the question was. Honestly, you got any of them squeak toys for your pets? The squeak toy dildo to- dog yeah. toys. Uh huh. No, no, they like the uh, squeak toy flashlights. Oh, go. okay. I thought he was gonna say they like the real ones. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> no, no, we are not doing that. Hashtag dog fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell's no! <laughs> oh, that put a bad image in my head just now. Good, good, good. I'm so, glad. Speaking of dog fucking. Um, <laughs> But this, song, this scene has nothing to do with dog fucking. Yes, it does, because he finds the videotape, Collie and oh. Me. Oh, that's true. Right? Oh, come oh. tying it in here, guys. Guys. Professional shit. Great. Hashtag. I yeah. Gotta, I gotta know, though, who's operating that camera? Okay, yeah, so we'll let, explain what he finds. So he finds a video of... It's a sex tape of Johnny Crunch uh, and Collie. Collie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pr- uh, Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, he's supposed to be barking like a dog, and she's going to whip him. So it's like a dominatrix porn. But the, the camera keeps moving around. So there's a third person in that room. Yeah. Yeah, Rennie Who Harlan the in the Brad corner. Who is the Maddox in this situation? <laughs> Rennie Harlan. <laughs> he's just sitting in the corner jerking off and filming. Yes. Yes, make bark like a dog, yes. <laughs> Very yeah, is good. that what he sounds like? <laughs> Very good. I don't know, he's German, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> now uh, we meet Robert England from Robert England. Robert England, who I will never look at the same way again. What? <laughs> what? The, what? Hmm. Well, I don't know, Nathan. I don't get what you're talking about, man. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't look. Uh, yeah, he's playing a very straightforward character in this movie. He, right. he just looks yeah. like a dog fucker. Like, <laughs> guys, he's played a burnt child molester before. Okay. Yeah, I know. I still will never. And so look you're at saying him the same way. that's a more grounded role? Yeah, no, I'm okay. saying right. that I did not expect to see Robert England wearing bondage. But he appears in a mirror, and they have this uh, this fight scene. By the way, Robert England, uh, he's. He's like a superhero, right? Because he gets like a TV smashed on his face. A 90s TV. Yeah, and then later falls off a building and he does not die. Right. (laughs) 
It's Freddy uh, Krueger, man. Exactly. Oh, shit, is it the same character? Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> I don't know what happened before. to the accent, though. <laughs> oh, my God, that accent. It's hello, like, hello. It's like fucking, uh, it's, I know it's not quite the same accent, but for some reason it reminded me of uh, Michael Fassbender and Jonah X. <laughs> <laughs> That's I his son. Well, no, Fassbender would be like his, uh, his great his great 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 grandfather. Oh, damn, that's right. It's a Western movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, they are related. Uh, that is correct. So we move on to the party time. Oh, uh, yeah. I should have noted oh. this, there, this has a second scene that almost made me gag. Really? Mm-hmm. Like coming up right here. You're a sensitive boy, Brendan. I, it was just gross. I don't even remember nothing else gross happening. <laughs> Oh, just wait. So, well, it wasn't visually gro- like they didn't show. You don't see it, but it just like oh. the thought of it, but just like Ooh. Lauren Holly shows up looking <laughs> fantastic. I'm with you on that one. God damn! But basically, he goes to this party to find out more about. Uh, you know, he goes to ask uh, Priscilla Presley more questions about, like, you know, her involvement. What's going on? Why are you after this girl? And she's like, "Don't worry about it. I don't ask you to solve a murder. Just find the girl." Yeah. And she gives, but she notices, so he tells, like, uh, Jazz, like, Lauren Holly, stay on her trail. And uh, uh, she's like, here, Lauren Holly, take this CD. Quick, get out of here. She stuffs it down the back of her dress. Yep, and, it, and uh, but, yeah, so the part that I said, I was like, what? was when Andrew Dice Clay picks up one of those hors d'oeuvres. And he doesn't care for it. <laughs> stuffs it in his mouth, doesn't like it, and... Kisses Lord Holly, shoving the food into her mouth. Oh, with his mouth. That was so upsetting. Horrible. I didn't even notice that shit. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Just a normal day in the household. But she she swallowed it. So good for her. Hey. <laughs> oh. I don't. Th- yeah, and then he. That's kisses why she's her the later. secretary. He kisses her later, and she's like, "Well, at least this was a foodless kiss." I'm like, "Girl, you have low standards." <laughs> no. <laughs> in, in the in the narration, he actually makes uh, uh, illusion that him and Jazz actually tried to have like a relationship, um, but it yeah. was kind of spoiled by the fact that he ruined a dinner where he told the joke, "What's the definition of vagina?" Oh, a box of penis comes in. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, kind of dug his own hole there. <laughs> and well, no pun he'll be digging out later on. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh! So, see, this is a fun movie. It's is fun. Yeah, sure. It is. Um, I get that. We'll go with that. So, uh oh, Dice ends up going to. Uh, Okay, how does he? How does this happen? Now we go from that to when he go ends up going to the funeral. Oh, right, he sees the he's sitting there with his koala who's eating cereal. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is we haven't seen the koala in about an hour of the movie. I forgot about it. Yeah, he just pops up again. I was like, oh yeah, there's a fucking koala bear in this movie. When they cut back to it, I was like, why is there a giant rat on his fucking couch? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, hey, you're making a fucking mess here. I gotta clean that up. Uh, but they're watching a music video, which is funny. Um, I, I don't know if this is an intentional laugh or not, but he's watching MTV, and Kurt Loder says, the funeral of Bobby Black will not be open to the public, but this is the location. No, they're asking <laughs> the public not to show up, but here's yeah. where it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. 
only after he <laughs> says that. But this is, and if you want to know how to get there, you take the you take the La Brea <laughs> down the 105. <laughs> Don't go Delightful. here, but this is how you get here. Um, but he sees a music video. It's like Bobby Black's last music video. And who's in the video? Zuzu Petals. Yep. So Did you know that that's a reference? I meant to say that. Zuzu Petals? Zuzu Petals? Zuzu Petals is a reference to It's a Wonderful Life. What? I, yeah, because it's some, something like triggered in my mind because we watched that last year on Christmas or whatever. And I read about it. And I guess one of the kids' names was Zuzu. And she gave him a flower. And when he reached in his pocket at the end of the movie, he pulled it out. He said, oh, it's Zuzu's Petals. And that was supposed to be a reference oh, to that. Shit. There you go. <laughs> I thought That's it sounded crazy. familiar. It was fucking me the whole movie, I swear. Oh, crazy old Rennie Harlan. <laughs> Tell you, this movie is great. It's secretly great. It's a movie, I agree. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna fight. <laughs> they go to the funeral. And, uh. It, it basically Bobby Black is in this uh, glass casket that everybody's fawning over. Well, actually, how does Dice get into the funeral? He pays three hundred dollars. He pays full price. Why doesn't he want to pay a hundred? Because there's a guy scalping. <laughs> well, there was a guy scalping tickets to the uh, funeral, as one does. Yeah. Uh, and he was giving discounts to any lovely lady who would fillet him. I love that when you see him, there's like, I think there's like four or five girls. They all stand up at the same time. I'm like, that was a fun. <laughs> Were they all going at the same time? Well, you know. Listen, all I'm saying is it's not organized. And if I'm for one thing, it's organized blowjobs. <laughs> The best blowjobs are the unorganized ones, man. Uh, man, I don't know, because like if I see something out of place, I have to move it. So I, I, I need, I need stuff to be organized. <laughs> just, just tilt your head a little bit to the left, girl. Also, I love how the blowjob just gave them like money off. It just gave them a discount. It wasn't good enough. You get the discount. <laughs> you don't get free shit. They still had to pay a hundred dollars. Because she, she spit out, she didn't swallow, so you got to pay extra. <laughs> there you go. Also, also, how many blowjobs is that guy getting in a row? Like, eventually you'd be like, all right, now just go, just pay me. That's what the extends is for, man. Keep it keep it hard the whole day. <laughs> I actually <laughs> took one of those on accident once just to see what, what? happened. And it, and it got, oh. Me, <laughs> I thought you, you took a blowjob by accident. I was like, what? You know what? There's a story with that, too. Oh, boy. But the he first one, extends. though. You took an extends. My friend got some from his dad. He's like, you want to see if these actually work? I said, sure. So we tried one. And hours later, my dick was still hard. And, and then he called me. He's like, yo, your shit still hard? So I said, yeah. And we were panicking. Like, what the fuck do we do? I was like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I don't care if I, he won't care if I say this part. But he's like, man, I'd have, I'd have jerked off four times and he won't go down. Bro, I don't know what to do. Like panicking, <laughs> legit crying and showing us on the mic. He should have just went, Roseanne Barr, nude, gone. <laughs> Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and eat naked on a cold day. <laughs> oh. oh man good yeah. time so there's a car chase at a funeral yeah he gets into a mortician's uh like a hearse and when he sees the dead naked uh, not naked lady but when he sees the dead lady in the back he goes mom <laughs> no i don't think that he's saying that is that my mom i think he's like i want my mommy oh okay because i was like that was a strange reaction <laughs> no because he's like ah mom Okay, you know what? I will say this right now, just to, just because, uh, just to give this movie a little bit more credit. Not the movie, actually, more Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I think 
he alone like just i feel like it's it's uh it's unfortunate he didn't get to do more comedies because i honestly think he has like pretty good comic timing i think brendan i think you secretly like this movie you just don't know it yet he is fighting it so hard ain't he i know yeah i did not compliment this movie at all all right well here's what's gonna happen once you do all the editing uh and we release it i'm gonna count the amount of times you give this movie credit okay and I guarantee you, Brendan, you secretly like this movie, but you just don't know it. Incorrect. Mm. I didn't just say I hated down. it. I just said I didn't care for it that much. <laughs> okay. It's not sure. Joe the Hex. It's not... Uh, the fuck do we do before that? It's not Suicide Squad. But I think... It's, it's better than that. I get it. Yes. <laughs> better than Mock. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> so muck was the shit what you talking about muck was, uh, you got, muck. It, no you left off an s at the end there <laughs> yeah or you you put a the in there by mistake yeah <laughs> so yeah we get a car chase here uh um, Rob- on exchange on like mobile phones yeah they imply that uh that there's a there's a joke about the dead girl giving him roadhead <laughs> Robert England says, "Oh, you have a very lovely assistant. I look forward to raping her at your funeral." Yeah, I wrote that I note down. Did not catch that line. I I wrote it down. I was cracking up when he said Holy that shit. Holy shit! Robert England just takes roles where he is a rapist, like potential. I guess play to your strengths. I guess. I, there you go. But uh, thankfully, Zuzu Petals is still alive. Are you we mad? get another appearance. No, I'm ecstatic. By... What? <laughs> <laughs> he's like are you mad he's like no i like static i don't know why he does that voice it's like oh he does do yeah well listen to me he does like there's a few times he does like a weird like different tone than he does the rest of the movie and it's just so like it always like so uh it catches me off guard every time <laughs> but the police show up here again lieutenant anus booty time booty and, time that's right across the <laughs> usa uh he thinks zuzu petals is the vicious killer Yes, this broad is lethal. Yeah, uh, and you know, of course, she is not. We 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 know. Like I said, like Brent like Brent said earlier, we know it's Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah. So she here's the thing. He is such a bad cop that he just walks out of the crime scene with her. Doesn't hide her under his jacket or sneak her off. They walk off like arm in arm. And it's not even like there's so many other cops too. Like no one notices this. Yeah. Yeah, it's not subtle at all. Uh, the koala's dead, or at least we think. Oh, the koala is hanging by its neck from a fan. I Ew. fucking cracked up when I saw that shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> I actually missed it at first, and then I went back. I was like, what happened to the koala? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's dead as fuck. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the kid comes back. He's like, you found my dad yet? He's all beaten up. He's like, I kicked their asses pretty bad, the guys who came and destroyed your house. <laughs> Get I out did of here, what you would have done. Yeah. <laughs> child like, beating. <laughs> child beating. <laughs> Hashtag child beating. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Disclay is like, what, you call the fucking cops? Hey. Fuck that. I mean, forget that, man. Because <laughs> he doesn't want him to swear. Right, correct. But now, okay, so now is the time. Oh, so he tries to start up his car, and his they, car also yeah, blows up. Exactly. And then, and then he and Zuzu Petals are hitchhiking. hitchhiking. 
these guys stop and pretend like they're going to pull them up, uh, let them in. And they give them the finger and, p- and take off, and their license plate says, Unpour. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take that, rich people. <laughs> From a fellow rich person, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not old money. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a difference. It's, it's still weird. It's like whenever Aerosmith sings that song, Eat the Rich, I'm like, you're rich! You're insanely rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he gets picked up, they get picked up by Melody. As in, who, blah, blah, blah. The, the, yeah. And, and who apparently is a member of the <laughs> I Ate a Pie oh. sorority. <laughs> the hottest sorority I've ever seen in movies. I right. Ate a, I ate a Tauntaun sorority, right? Hey! <laughs> I know it's gross, but climb inside, it'll keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at you making the jokes now. Hey. Hey! I thought you didn't like this movie. I don't. Uh huh. What's that got to do with the movie? I'm making a Tauntaun joke. Uh, okay. Uh. He's Guys, hiding. Get off Nathan. my case. <laughs> yeah, just Jesus. how I might like this movie, but I'm like pretending you're fronting. I don't like. Ha! <laughs> Stop fronting. Anyway, <laughs> he's partying with all the half-naked girls who are all ridiculously hot. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And they're asking, they're asking him questions about like one of the best questions. They're asking questions it, about like rock musicians. They're like, "Is Sting really an asshole?" I liked if Axl Rose was reincarnated as a black woman, would he be Jody Watley or Aretha Franklin? <laughs> I'm just like I've never heard this. I've never heard the Sting is an asshole rumor before, but I've heard it. Really? Yeah, it just I've seems actually so heard. like calm. <laughs> Those are the One biggest has assholes. Nothing to do with the other. He ma- he he orgasmed for a day. I think he's fine. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, he's into the tantric shit. He holds his orgasms and he goes for like ten hours or something like that. Oh fuck that! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine like if if it, if it feels like that for ten hours. I mean, I don't know. Give fuck a that! Give it a shot. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. Have you tried it? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Sure. I heard Mariah's, you know, she do her thing, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a way out of this. Plot! (laughs) Entrapment. (laughs) Not a great movie. (laughs) Oh, hard take. Really, though? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, James Bond? uh, That's the one good scene is when she's going through the lasers. Everything else is trash. I've never seen that movie before. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to induct Ford as an honorary member. Of Why? The, of the sorority. Because Melody's super into him, I guess. That's her way to secure some dick is to make him a sorority member? I That's guess right. so. Yeah, because, oh, you know, okay. he's he's very hard to get. <laughs> what is, he, he, no, he plays hard to want. There you <laughs> go. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the thing that they're saying? Qantas says... South Sudo, no, Qantas Jujubee Saucedo Ford Fairlane. Uh, I, I don't think that's real Latin. No. <laughs> also, like, also, like, I like to think that they're they do the same chant for everyone that they always say Ford Fairlane for anyone that's inducted. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the henchmen, yeah, pain. But before, before they show up, though, they they show up somewhere oh, they, else. Yeah, they beat up Jazz. 
I throw her out of a window. Oh, I threw her out a window. That's right. <laughs> Which I was like, is she dead? I thought she was dead. I thought it was a rat. And yeah. they were like just giddy with delight while doing it. So then they, after they throw Jazz out the window, they go <laughs> find Ford at the sorority house. And uh, in order to, I guess, prevent sorority murder, hashtag sorority murder. Hey, there you go. He, they blow up the uh, the Corvette that refused to pick them up earlier. Convenient. Yeah, he like, but he he like pushes it down the hill. Yep. With not nothing on like the gas pedal, it just rolls all the way down over yeah, all just those bikes. In, yeah, in neutral. I mean. It does a lot of damage for a like. I feel like if it hit the bikes, it would have like stopped it pretty much. Depends on how steep the hill is. I guess. But you think it too much, man. <laughs> and yeah, the guy who owns the car is apparently in a fraternity. Is oh, he yeah. not the <laughs> oldest college student he's, ever? He's conservatively forty-eight years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And he yeah he goes out of a fraternity. Actually, I think and I think he's the only one that looks older. Yeah. What? Maybe he was just trying to hang out with uh, younger people. Oh, he's a, he's an alum. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to he's trying to be close to that sorority house, man. That's right. Ugh. <laughs> Hard stance again. <laughs> Jesus, Brandon. What? <laughs> Throwing college. I don't care. They're all adults. Yeah. He could fuck young girls. Gives us these laws. <laughs> age is for a reason. What did Leah say? Age ain't nothing but a number. Right. <laughs> so Jazz shows up having survived the fall. He's ignoring us, Nathan. And Absolutely. Uh, reveals that they only have a second... Uh, they're on the second floor, so she's fine. <laughs> but she walked... I mean, he needs to have a hobble or a limp or some shit. Man. She just got a little bit of blood on her face. That's it. You got fucking Tombstone Pile Driver out a window and shit. <laughs> and uh, we find out that there's uh, another CD. Zuzu Pedals has a second CD uh, with information on it. They go to Julie Grendel's place because Ford figures Colleen's the one. But, plot dun, twist... Dun, dun, dun. It is actually <laughs> Drendel. <laughs> what? There's no, no shock there. No <laughs> shock at all. No, well, it's a, it's a quote-unquote plot twist. But, you know, <laughs> not really. It's Wayne Newton that's the villain. You're going to say something terrible like, Don't play games with me, Mr. Four. Like, don't play games with me, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. I could... Did you uh, laugh, Brendan? Did you laugh at all? What at what? The where he said, just don't oh, the, start with the don't play games with me, Mister Forland, and then he immediately says that don't play games with me, Mister Fair, and he stops. I mean, I kind of expected him to say it. You fucking liar! You <laughs> he is fighting so hard. No, Mortal Kombat over here. It was a pretty obvious joke. I don't know. I'm sorry this isn't up to your SNL standards, motherfucker. Come on, I never said anything like that. Oh, you're saying it, you're just not saying it. I'm reading your invisible body language. He says, uh, Grendel says, (laughs) after he shoots Colleen. Fuck up, Brent. Oh! (laughs) That he's gonna torture. I thought y'all were nice in Canada, what the fuck, man? (laughs) You push push me, you push me, and if you push me, 
And if I get back, I, I get back into a corner, the rage comes out. <laughs> the syrup starts flying. Hashtag Canada rage. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it, this it's fine because if we get into a scrap, we've got free health care, right? That's right. Right. Well, about, see, we got about, it too if you just don't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Repossess a spleen? <laughs> Uh huh. Just go into the room and just jack one. It's all good. <laughs> so, anyways, Julie Grendel, <laughs> he shot Colleen, and uh, says he's going to start with the torture, but not Fairlane, not Zuzu Pedals. No, no, the Jimi Hendrix guitar. No. <laughs> to to which fucking Ford Fairlane s- screams rape. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Does. He? I didn't hear that. Yes, he, he does. Rape. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, he, he threatens to, uh, <clears throat> and because of uh, uh, because of Dice Man not wearing a watch and trying to say like, yeah, if I don't pass these CDs to, the, if I don't call the cops by seven o'clock, all these CDs are gonna end up at the police station. Uh, and then you know, Julie, it's like, like Wayne News, like it's seven thirty. <laughs> then he throws his guitar out the window. <sighs> Second biggest crime in this movie. What's the first? That it was made? Oh! What? Oh, shit. Blowing up the car. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a fake car, though. The Ford Fairlane. I mean, not the Corvette. I don't give a shit about the Corvette. Oh, okay. Oh! Hot take again. (laughs) Full of hot takes. Hot take the episode. And I I gotta say, Brandon, I don't think uh, that you think this is the biggest crime that you're saying that it is, because it does seem you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying talking about it. Oh, I think you enjoyed it quite a bit. I did not. Anyway. I'm pretty sure you did. So, uh, Fight, fight, fight. Brent, you always do this. You always do this! <laughs> That's what I'm here for, homie. Um, there was a... Oh my god, there was a really funny thing. When they're out on the Capitol Records building, as they're trying to make the escape... Yeah. They do this pan-around shot of the Capitol Records building... And in one of the windows that's lit up, there's one guy just jamming out, like, on an air guitar. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> I, I do, uh, th- there also is a moment here where some guy goes flying off the building, uh, through a tour bus, and the tour guide is just, like, crazy, uh, you know. Anything can happen. Including that. And then doesn't react at all. <laughs> and usually does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The tour, all the tour people are like terrified, and she's just like, "This shit happens." People do this all the time. Capitol Records is full of people falling off the building. This scene is long; like they're making their way down the whole building. Uh, Robert England, paid all that money to film there. You better spend some time in that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I, right. I really doubt it's the building when they're on the outside of it. Robert England's following them, and uh, but then. Ford Fairlane notices that he's got that ring that the kid had. He says, oh, shit, I can't kill him. That's the kid's father. But he kills him anyway. He has to or he thinks he does. Sacrifice his guitar. Yeah. But, yeah. And he lands on a piano that two people just happened to be moving at the time. Night movers. Night. Yeah, piano night movers. There you well, go. It is, it is the music industry. They were clearly working on the night moves. Night moves. <laughs> Wait, there you go. 
Uh, and he, and uh, Ford makes sure to get one quick uh, joke in as to say hello to Liberace on his way down. Yeah, I thought you were talking about when he was mouthing off to the um, the folks from Wisconsin. <laughs> and then we finally find the elusive Art Mooney. Yes, because uh, we never even actually we, this is the first time we brought it up. <laughs> but Art Mooney was a clue earlier in the movie. Uh, and it turns out that that's where the third CD is. On the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. And it put put the three CDs together, and it's all this information that uh, Wayne Newton is basically ripping off his own company and starting a uh, copyright, basically copyright infringement. <laughs> pirating. Bootleg. Yeah, he's pirating CDs. The funny thing is, when, when, um, when they did this, I was like, I paused... Uh, the DVD several times so I could read the little jokes that nobody would get at the time because they flash by so fast. Yeah, the band, the, one of the bands, uh, is uh, Five Thousand Schizophrenics. <laughs> now, at the time, uh, schizophrenia was it was kind of mislabeled as the split personality disorder disease. So, and there was also a, a pretty famous band at the time called 10,000 Maniacs. So, if you had 5,000 Schizophrenics, mm. you'd have 10,000 Maniacs. Gotcha. All that work for a joke that nobody would see. I didn't even see none of that shit. There was another one, uh, a nod to Die Hard. There was the Nakatomi Boys Choir was the name of the band. I feel like oh. there was a guy... There was a guy in the editing booth that was, like, putting those jokes in to keep himself amused. <laughs> there was bored a, there as was hell. A, yeah. <laughs> there was a group called Fred and Ethel, but Ethel is spelt like, like, not E-T-H-E-L, like the name, but like Ethel formaldehyde or something. <laughs> there was a, a band called uh, Polanski Nursing. Oof. Or no, P- Polanski Nursery, that's what it was. <laughs> There you go, Brendan. Oof. Polanski. <laughs> what did he do? Polanski Nursery. Hey, who is that? Yeah, what did he do? He's a good guy. Roman Polanski. Yeah. He's a good guy. He'd uh, walk around and uh, it's all mysteries. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Was he a hashtag child fucker? He may have been. Oof. <laughs> That's why he's hashtag exiled. There yeah. you go. And hashtag avoiding trial. <laughs> I bet he is. And hashtag making movies in other countries. He still makes movies? Yep. Oh, yeah, shit. I didn't know that. Uh, so, after this point, basically, they're the, the, we're in the final stretch. They're going to go get Wayne Newton at the nightclub. Uh, Dice Man's got, his three, got the three CDs. Saves Dawn, saves Morris Day from getting shot. Yep. And uh, Jazz gets into a fight. Jazz gets into a fight, and she gets help from the... Least likely of uh, allies, <laughs> Sam the Sleazebag, who is alive. Yeah, <laughs> and he was reformed thanks to Slam the Rapper. Uh, thanks to them beating the shit up. <laughs> well, he even says, uh, "I was like you," uh, until some uh, nice gentleman—I uh, don't know—helped him reform me or something like that. <laughs> See, that was fine. I didn't—I didn't really like the fact that he's with J- the Pussycats band now. <laughs> Well, he, he he's he's not a pervy raper anymore. Oh, okay, so it's fine. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sure. Whatever. That's how it works. Yeah. 
you just get reformed and then you can yeah it's <laughs> so yeah anyway when we go into the party where they're announcing uh kyle troy's new album he looks like paula poundstone at this point <laughs> i do like his tears oh shit. single tear yeah well i think there's like a couple but he's just like he's just like the close-up on his face getting like emotional later on yeah. and i think it's funny the way that grendel describes about uh the reason why he's doing it is because all the money his record company makes but how very little he gets he lives in a penthouse at the Capitol <laughs> records building yeah um it's not enough <laughs> no but I, I likened it to it if david geffen started napster <laughs> oh shit you sure he didn't? Even pissed in the punch bowl. So yeah, at this point, uh, Ford comes up with a, uh, a a plan to have Zuzu Petals grab the microphone and kind of hold it behind Wayne Newton as he's basically confessing to everything, mm-hmm. uh, which he somehow doesn't notice the microphone right beside his face. <laughs> and yeah, he confesses to everything, goes out on the stage and starts losing it. Pulls out a gun, but. As we established earlier in the movie, uh, Ford's favorite drink is a Sambuca milkshake, which apparently yep. is flammable, which I, I looked up. It's actually not. <laughs> Plot. There yeah. you go. Throws it all over Wayne Newton and lights him on fire. Uh, but yeah, so there's, um, he kills him, but it's not over. No. <laughs> because after Ed O'Neill gets a, gets a gig to perform booty time... Hey. For Morris the, Day. The one night of the year they have disco appreciation night. Yeah. <laughs> and Morris Day is somehow from his booty time singing says, you know what, that's going to be a huge hit. No, he says, as far as I'm concerned, booty time is the only white disco song. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, but, but yeah, like I said, it's not over because he runs into Robert England, who is somehow not dead. Not dead. Yep. But he's not the kid's <laughs> father. He killed the kid's it's father. Just some asshole he strangled in, like, Reseda? Yeah. And so that's why he has the ring. Um, okay, this is my last credit I'm going to give the movie. Uh-oh. I, I kind of like the, the Indiana Jones route they took here with the kill. Yeah, I did yeah. too. With the whole like, let's let's go fisticuffs, let's do this. Mano a mano, mano a mano, <laughs> fair and square, one on one. England drops the gun, dice basically like you idiot, and shoots him. <laughs> See, I did laugh at that. That was a good one. Mano to mano, what does that even mean? Use your head. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the the whip slash gun moment from Indy Indiana Jones. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh... And this is the part where I think it, the movie commits its biggest sin. Oh. But wrapping everything up? Uh, the way it wraps <laughs> everything up, because oh. the movie tries to be, like, you know, have this edgy way of, like, you know, it, it's set in its ways, and then they they pretty much, like, take everything back at the end. Because no, they, it shows that he... What you mean? He, he can love. No. Brendan, you're such a soulless, no. joyless husk of a human. No. You establish yes. this guy as some, like, womanizing asshole who doesn't care, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I love this one girl, also we're bringing back the koala. Come on, you didn't think we'd kill the koala. Oh, and I love the kid, and I'm gonna be his dad. Come on. I knew yeah. all this was coming, though, except for the koala. Yeah, like, I didn't think such, they'd like, kill the fluke you... and koala. Why do they keep saying fluke 
You're gonna kill. I, I, that I kill the fucking. I don't understand why they said fluck a bunch of times. That was weird. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know if you're gonna commit to something like that, like, like quote unquote edgy or like you know a certain way of looking at things, and then at the end you're just like, eh, never mind. He's supposed to be lovable by the end of it, uh, Brandon. Supposed to lead a theater happy, man. They just yeah. popped out on themselves. That's all. I think you're just you you just devoid of joy, Brandon. No. Yeah. Live just, a little, man. I just think the movie didn't have the balls at the end of it. How'd you? How would you have ended the movie? I don't know. It, she could have been like, "Hey, uh, so we're gonna give this thing a try." He could have been like, "Nah," and then gone back to his ways. That's not his fun ending, though. No, no, it's not. I like he at least need... did. A, he could at least did the joke and had him fuck, and then she'd be like, "Do you love me or something?" He'd be like, "No, oh," and then go to credits or something. Yeah, like. fine, <laughs> that's fine. But I just don't think it needs like a fucking fairy tale ending. I don't know. It's I, weird. I feel it, it helps. It didn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie at all. It didn't fit your tone with the movie. It didn't fit the tone of the movie. Your tone. I I like the well, end. My tone. I didn't make the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the this whole time you've been dissing it. This whole time. Yeah. All right, but narrow. secretly, but giving it credit because he secretly likes this movie. Yeah. Well, because... To the point where he said, "This is the last time I'm gonna give it some props." That means you've done it a lot of times before that. Like yeah. four times. That's mm. a lot for a of, movie you don't of like. Tiny things in the movie. <laughs> I can tell you how much credit did we give Muck? Lots. None. Plot. <laughs> you definitely didn't give it no plot props. I got damn right. <laughs> what, you mean a girl uh, changing in front of the mirror for 20 minutes isn't important to the plot? It, it, I mean, it definitely is, but at the same time. Depends <laughs> the movie you're watching. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was uh, Ford Fairlane, so we we're going to take a little break here, and we will be right back. Oh. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. And we're back! Hey! Back oh. here on What oh. Were They Thinking? <laughs> Brent, what's the weather like up there? It's hot as fuck! Hey, that's right, it's weather and traffic on the tens. It's looking pretty busy out there. If you're heading down to South Cedo, make sure you take the I-95. You're going to want to steer clear of them surface streets. Cloudy skies? I fucked them. Oh! <laughs> We're back from yep. the ads. As Izzy would say. Greatest ads that ever added? Hmm? Maybe. Nah. <laughs> but, yeah, they're pretty good. I, don't, I thought the last one phoned it in. Nathan? Brent? Uh, uh, yes? Yeah. I think it's time to dim the lights. Okay. Uh, Maybe light a candle. Oh. Done. And maybe talk about a little low haiku. Oh. Yes. um, You know, uh, five and seven and five syllables to perfectly sum up the movie we just um, talked about. You are one sloppy motherfucker. 
Uh, it's this is this is the NPR way of uh, do doing things. Well, um, because we have a guest, I figured we would mm-hmm. let our guest start with his low haiku. It's oh. the Canadian thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, Brent, go ahead and uh, read your poetry. Ah, okay. Fort Fairlane was, eh, not as bad as expected. Wind centipede too. <laughs> Very good. And the answer thank is, you, thank you. we really need to get PJ to be available. <laughs> yes. I'll go kidnap him later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, special guest, Gauss, ladies and gentlemen. Gauss. Gauss is going to read his low haiku. Thank you, Gauss. That was great, Gauss. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead then, this time. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> dice man, dice man, on the wall. Who is the sleaziest of them all? Oh! Did you extend the O out to five syllables? Uh, no. That was five, seven, and five. (laughs) Well. Critics didn't like. Don't they have some ups to shut? Critics can shut up. Well, Nathan, now that we've come out of that, mm-hmm. uh, we all had opinions, uh, of course, in this one, a rare case where our opinions were mixed. But what do we all say? We say... Don't take a word for us. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel that uh, we were all kind of on the same page that yeah. the movie was quite enjoyable. Uh, you were the only one who was being secretive about it, though. Incorrect. So, let's talk about no, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give the percentages here. Oh, sorry. Tw- what, is, what does 20- it have as a critic's rating? 29%. Okay. And an audience score of 67%. Oh, shit. Right. I mean, that's still not good. super high. It's higher than the other one. <laughs> It's not like Rad that has a zero critics and a 97 audience. But anyway, yeah, so let's talk about it. So uh, this is first one here is, uh, oh, this is a good one from Time Out Magazine. It says, this expensively empty action comedy is as much fun as a car crash. He's just not getting into the right car crashes. Right. Hmm. This movie was fun. Okay. Really fun. Yeah. In fact, uh, Variety actually said this is surprisingly funny and uh, expectedly rude. This first starring vehicle by vilified stand-up Andrew Dice Clay has a decidedly lowbrow humor that is sort of a modern equivalent uh, of that of the Three Stooges. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I don't. Is Variety versus Time Out? Three I mean, Stooges. Yeah. Go to hell, Variety. Go to hell. This is better than the Three Stooges. Uh, Brent, you got one? 
I do got one on IMDb real quick. Okay. Okay. Nathan's going to love this one. Of course I will. 10 out of 10, comedy perfection. This oh, film that was is my review. Oh, I had a feeling. <laughs> this film is the perfect comedy slash action film of its era. The film is absolutely perfect in every way. Andrew Dice Clay is perfect in the part. The writing is excellent. The acting is good. The comic timing is impeccable. Everything works. The music is fantastic. Lauren Holly is gorgeous. Clay is in his prime and at his peak. Everything about the film is perfect. Wayne Newton is the bad guy. is great. Ed O'Neill is great. People want to hate on Clay, but he was the most popular uh, comedian at the time. He was literally a rock star of comedy. I highly recommend this movie. It's like the perfect snapshot of the late 80s slash early 90s. Yep, that's what I wrote. <laughs> uh, this is... this is uh, Despite whether you like or don't like the movie, I think this is a funny negative review. It's from uh, Mountain Express. It just says... Look at the star, look at the director, see something else. Luke Y. Thompson from New Times, uh, he published this uh, fantastic, a little lengthy, but I feel it gets the point across. His review is possibly genius. (laughs) Gross. That's that's it. I I, I got some audience ones here. Okay. So this, okay, so this is a positive one, but I don't like the spin it takes. Okay, one of the most classic of all movies. Modern day metrosexuals need to watch this to understand that we don't need to cleanse, tone, and moisturize. We are men and proud of it. What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brent, you got any other ones? I do got one. It's kind of long, but the last sentence, like, fucked me up, so I got to read it. <laughs> okay. This is one out of ten, straight to the scrap heap. Yep. I who wrote could, that. Who this could... is the one I wrote. Oh, so now it's you. Okay. Fake news. <laughs> is it is it a wonder Clay isn't in more movies? Who could stand him for 90 minutes or so? Not too many, judging from how well this movie did in theaters. His routine transplanted to a detective quote-unquote comedy. It shows pretty much what Clay is, uh, what made him what he is today. Crude, anti-woman, sexist, and extremely lunk-headed. But see, it's a bunch of shit. I'm going to just skip down to this bottom part, though. Okay. No stars. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. I know that only goes, it only goes to only one star here, but this one makes the lonely lady look like birth of a nation. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I like. I think what he's saying. I think he's talking about like the filmmaking aspect of it, not the content. <laughs> because uh, yeah, some of those very problematic movies are well made, but they're not good. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When was the review written? Does it say? Mm, no, I don't. I don't see a date on it. Right. I don't even know what the I'm lonely d- lady is, though. I don't either. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they're talking about the other Birth of a Nation movie. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're talking about the original one because that yeah, actually yeah, yeah. was on like an AFI list for a long time until uh-huh. they decided that it was like that didn't really need to be there. <laughs> uh, Brent, you're not gonna like this audience review. Oh. It says, "Fuck all rap movies. This is rock and fucking roll." <laughs> <laughs> Christ. And tell them they can suck all of my dick to like it. <laughs> Uh, I'll, d- I'll just read the last couple audience ones just because uh, they're, they're quick here um, after 21 years this movie still has all the charm of an autopsy Dice is a vulgar <laughs> Dice is a vulgar witless worm spitting a wor- worn out bag of profanity and insult riffs draining all energy and entertainment from this effort do yourself a favor and avoid this piece of trash 
Uh, and then the other one is, this is the worst movie ever. Everything about this movie is awful. Every line predictable and brought in by the Dice Man's bullshit male pride act. Hands down the worst quote-unquote comedian to ever walk the earth. However, if you have run out of legit comedies to watch and need to laugh, give this a shot. Wait Shit. a second. You Wait, just what? said it was the worst movie ever. And then it's like, but if you're out of comedies, it's good for a laugh. Did you write this one too, Brendan? No, I didn't. <laughs> Where he secretly likes it? Yeah, that's probably him. Uh, Nathan, you have any more there? <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> this one is, I think this might be more for Brendan. Uh, fans of <laughs> Dice Clay will love this movie. Uh, non-fans and most women will hate it. Fair. Yeah. Okay, so this is the last uh, one. This is an audience no, review. No, one more. Uh, ahead of its time. Oh. Completely oh, goofy, but I love it. No, it's not me. Five stars. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the last audience review. Um, I'm not sure what this person's opinion is on the movie because uh, it's kind of all over the place. But here we go. <clears throat> it's not another review for a water park, is it? Here we go. <laughs> Hello! Three exclamation marks. My name is Joy Faith Five Hundred. I am tall, good-looking, perfect body figure, and sexy. I saw your profile and was delighted to contact you. I hope you will be the true, loving, honest, and caring man that I have been looking for. And I have something special to tell you about me. So please contact me directly. Five stars. What the fuck? <laughs> Did you go to that porno website again? That is a review on Rotten Tomatoes, my friend. <laughs> so it, it wasn't a review for a water park. It was a Match.com profile. <laughs> Oh dear lord! So that was that was the that was uh, you know those are some reviews. The, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yep. Oh, oh. Like his favorite movie. So ratings. Now, Brent, I don't know if you know, but we have a new rating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll ask you first then. So this, there's four different ratings you can choose. Was it mm-hmm. wonderful movie magic in the water, uh, or I cannot reach a judgment night, Captain America? Or did this movie make you Nick Furious? Mm, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it, so I would say it's probably the Judgment Night one. You cannot read the Judgment Night? Yeah. Alright, Nathan, do I even have to ask you? No, not at all. It was a wonderful movie, Magic in the Water, for you? Abs- absolutely. Well, I'm going to surprise everyone and say uh, Captain America for me. <laughs> so it's not Nick Furious, but it's the next one up. So there you go. I think if we watch this on our show, it'd probably be like a six out of ten for me. So that was yeah. So that was uh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Now before we go, I guess I should drop a hint for our next uh, movie. A hint of Rue. Yep. A hint-ski? Yep. Just a little brief snippet as to what we might be watching. That's what it is. Oh, like a, a clue of some That's sort. That's what I'm about to do right now. A briefly riddled ah! type of. <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's not the clue. <laughs> oh. oh damn it okay so coming up in two weeks this is your clue <clears throat> by the way last of our summer flopbusters spiders aren't fake oh <laughs> there you have it <laughs> I think they've d- d- figured it out so yeah. he, said he doesn't sound happy about it so that's coming up in two weeks uh, but uh, Brent, you did mention the podcast again. But you know what? Mention it again. Plug that shit. 
Oh shit, plug it in, plug it in. Alright, here we go. <laughs> capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase Icast on Twitter. Uh Ageradio.org slash home video hustle. That's the podcast number we on. Go check that out. Uh YouTube, type home video hustle in the search bar, and I assure you we'll be there. We got new videos every Wednesday, because if you wanna know what we're gonna watch on Friday, you can watch the video on Wednesday because PJ randomly picks movies out of a bag. A Star Wars Instagram, bag. Facebook. Exactly, see? <laughs> see the joke errors if you don't listen to the show he hates Star Wars so I purposely put shit in a Star Wars bag but don't tell anybody <laughs> be like if Nathan drew movies out of a uh, or if we drew movies out of a muck bag Ugh. or a Fort Fairlane bag if, if Brendan was picking <laughs> uh, no, to be fair it'd be like a, a Suicide Squad to bag be fair. oh while, while I'm here let's start some beef so Unfriended is worse than Suicide Squad huh Nathan Yes. Nope. Fuck that. 100%. No, Unfriended is infinitely better. Garbage. A million times the, better. D- no. Unfriended and its sequel are both better the than Suicide Squad. better than the first one. Exactly. Uh, Thank you, it, see? It could only be. Nah, I got. I just bought the first one on Blu-ray. It's going to be coming up <laughs> You're during Halloween month. You're never getting that money month. back. And Nathan I don't want it back. I got the movie. You should, because it's a waste of money. You know, yeah, we, I might, we might have to bring your ass on for that one. <laughs> You gonna watch? I'll it. come on and just shred it. I don't and care. Did, and you will get shredded. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, unfriended. One of the oh, wait, wait until magic in the water. <laughs> exactly. Wait till the next time y'all do listener requests. It's on. <laughs> I got you, Uve Ball. Last time, we'll get you an unfriended now. If you thought this episode we were divided, just wait. <laughs> it's gonna be the opposite side. <laughs> It's going to be Nathan groaning the whole time. Me going, I like this. Like, this shit is hype. Awful. (laughs) Suicide Squad is trash. I guess what we're saying is... Laziest filmmaking. I guess what we're saying is Unfriended is one of the best movies of our time. Compared to Suicide Squad, definitely. (laughs) It's not. So Montrose, is he there? (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Montrose likes Unfriended. No, I do not. (laughs) Mm, How convenient. Terrible. There's no, 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 nothing British about that movie at all. Montrose, would you like to plug your channel and such? Of course. Uh, yes, you can. L- please do tune into my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. I'm on the YouTube, as well as uh, m- you can see me on Facebook, uh, Montrose Monkington Third Esquire and Friends, and also I'm on Twitter at uh, Montrose the Third. That's the number three RD. I uh, just me quipping. I'm taking it pretty easy this summer. I've got some things that I've uh, got to video, and I need to get. Jerry, my editor, uh, to get off his rump and uh, you know, put the, some videos out there. Uh, but of course, I will be covering SummerSlam. Uh, wait, I'm just thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, SummerSlam is this Sunday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Montrose, I do have a quick question for you before you go. Okay. There was a little bit of drama last week, or two mm-hmm. weeks ago, I should say, with uh, right. your father. And I do want to apologize. I don't know how he got on this show. Well, uh, he, he got on this show because that, that Stephen fellow yes. invited him over because he said he was living in California. I had no desire to speak with him after what happened at the at the family reunion. Do you have and anything? I felt it very uncouth and un, un, unprofessional for Stephen to do such a thing. Do you have anything you want to say to your father right now? The floor is yours. Um, he can fling his own poop at himself and eat bananas in hell. Perfect. Thank you. I bet his dad likes unfriended. 
He probably does because he is awful. He knows good movies. He does not. Brent, you are a needler. <laughs> Poke you the bear. Poke and not bear. I'm a monkey, okay? <laughs> not a bear. A chimpanzee, thank you. Are you sure you've been gaining a little weight, man? You're looking kind of bearish lately. No, stop it. I went hunting one time and people tried to shoot at me. There's a whole video of it and everything on my YouTube channel. Dude. It's like it builds character. You'll be all right. You're tough, right? I'm fishing this time. In this Monkeys game. get shot at every day, B. Not, not touching that one with a 10-foot Take my leave of you. Thank you. More later. <laughs> oh, that was the most we've ever pushed Montrose. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. He was getting ornery. <laughs> or horny, I'm not sure. He's getting more horny? Yeah. Uh, no, can't. No sex for him. He's British. No <laughs> sex till Brooklyn. Dad, dad. <laughs> so anyway... So there we go. Uh, as for our podcast, since we've been talking for 18 hours, our, our <laughs> podcast, What Were They Thinking? You can find us on at pretty much any podcatcher. Uh, you can find us on our home base, obviously, at Podbean. Also, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, you know, that stuff. And, uh, you know, Teddy Ruck's been a... a <laughs> Teddy Appreciation Ruck. Society. Right. What was the other Teddy Ruck? Or the Expression, Expression Society. Society. <laughs> Where you take your deep, your your audio journals and play them through a Teddy Ruxpin. I wish somebody make that app. I want it. Uh, Unfriended is better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> See, Brent's well, got his. I app. always, I always felt that Teddy Ruxpin was a lying, soulless bastard. I, I yeah, but it so it's so is that why it was weird that he just spoke the truth for the first time? Exactly, right? Nope, it wasn't. He did weird. not. <laughs> okay, no, even even liars tell the truth every now and again. <laughs> so you're saying it's, you can't be all evil? Exactly. What? What? <laughs> so Nathan, yeah. Having said all of this, mm-hmm. I have, I have a few questions. Oh, about Ford Fairlane? Yeah, I do. I've got answers. Well. Nathan, this movie, you know, this is mm-hmm. going to be a little different than the, you know the usual questions. I, I just got to ask you though, All right. this movie that has mm-hmm. divided us so, yeah, and what a coincidence! I don't, not for realsies. No, <laughs> no, no, because we're... you secretly like it. Well, no, no. Yep. Anyway, this movie that has divided us, and mm-hmm. coincidentally, Brent is on this episode because he likes to break up podcasts. <laughs> That's what I do. Um. Nathan, I just don't, I don't, why, why did we allow this to happen? I gotta ask you. Okay. What were we thinking? Also, also, Brent, thank you for coming on. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me back. I'm going to put that after the, what were they thinking? So it sounds as awkward as it sounds right now. I know. Excellent. <laughs> Keep it awkward. Keeping it awkward. 2018. What, what? That's, that's <laughs> definitely in Brendan's wheelhouse. What? <laughs> and we're out hi guys we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast wait wait isn't this playing on somebody else's show exactly so then how are we i thought we were their new favorite podcast well we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show 
What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine. Yes. What do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot, holds a It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At eilfm.podbean.com. What were they thinking? Also, funny fact: um, the uh, you know how we got that that phone recording of Andrew Dice Clay and Gilbert Godfrey that we play at the beginning of the we're playing at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, the one that we dug through the archives to find. Yeah, he's yeah. so dumb that he doesn't realize that Priscilla Presley is actually Elvis's ex-wife and not Elvis's daughter. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up the opening is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Do that again.